saying that they have to uh, work with functioning, uh, but there are more mm -hmm. observational studies, and then they're like clinical trials. Okay, so choosing an agent, stimulant versus non-stimulant. The stimulant has a quick onset, has a long, um, long evidence and a lot of literature out there on safety and efficacy. Um, in choosing your agents, you're going to want to be considerate of the situation, um, the time of target symptoms, Thank you. 
agent of like one stimulant, like the amphetamine, mm -hmm. and then there was a methamphetamine for the um, after school dose, and that kind of doesn't make sense. You're re really trying to piggyback the the same type of stimulant, like one. So maybe you go with generic Adderall XR, and then you just do the generic generic um, dextroamphetamine, long and short acting in the after school time. So I wouldn't mix them because it, it probably is going to give you less benefit. Yeah. So this graph. that pretty much adults 
who have ADHD. Um, we're we're going to have to do a prior authorization for all of them, most likely. You know, if there's unless they've had it recently, that, that will happen. So that we, if we're following the protocol, that makes a lot of sense because then we have the justification of why you know, again, somebody who does have ADHD, you know, how why we put them on the medication. Just so realistically, in like outpatient practice, do you like would you just like have like want like a go to just like Bristol and if it doesn't work, take another look and like take another one. Is there like an easy way to like, like does up to date have the information of what's preferred? Like, how do you find like, like just up to pharmacy? Oh, like what's preferred? Like, yeah, that you're not going to get the kickback thing.
Insomnia can occur in about 30% of the patients, so we're talking with them 
should be taken at earliest in the day as possible. If they have patients that sleep in on the weekends, they should still get up, take it early, and um, if they need to go back to sleep, they can. Um, monitoring for that, you may also need to adjust your insomnia patients with shorter abdominal breath. Ticks. So ticks are common in patients with ADHD. Um, there's some studies that say that stimulants may worsen the ticks. Uh, the second line agents are good agents to start with if they have ticks, however. Um, you can just kind of do a watchful waiting and see if it does worsen or not, and you want to see if they do. And I, I don't know if you've had any success with treating people on stimulants with ticks, um, yeah. and managing that, because it is, the first lines are so much more effective than Yeah, it really depends on how severe the ticks are. Um, it's oftentimes the motor ticks, um, frequently facial, like so, or sniffling or a oral um, thing. I saw one little guy yesterday who had a kind of like a yawning tick like that, which he hadn't had before. Um, occasionally, they'll have people blunting or you know, having a little chronic tick. It really depends if, a, if you don't have to take them off the medication, but it's certainly a discussion with the family. Um, it, oftentimes, the kids sometimes are less disturbed by it than the parents and everybody else. But if it's a real problem that you know you can discuss the ways the risks and benefits of taking off the medication versus switching to a second line. So there's no increase in um, cardio serious cardiovascular events um, noted, but there are some mild blood pressure effects. If someone has um, already cardiovascular risk factors, um, you'd be thoughtful about looking at the pros and cons of initiating stimulants. Um, but pre-treatment EKGs are not routinely done. Um, I included this, doesn't really follow along with CV effects, but I thought it was interesting. This link to take you to the NCAA website, so for your college kids that are on stimulants that are, are doing sports that you traditionally need to fill out a specific form for them um, so they don't get kicked off the team because it's part of that band substance that the you're justifying that they need to be on stimulants so they can still participate in their sports. And then psychiatric side effects. So um, there's been a recent meta-analysis in 2019 looking at 49 randomized controlled trials. There was a risk significantly higher with amphetamine versus methylphenidate, but the absolute risk was very low. So now we need to find this one and But knowing that it contributed to the situation, <laughs> you're going to be seeing your patients frequently, so you'd be able to um, address that. If that's the case, you can reduce the dose of five months on stimulants. Okay. Treatment issues, mood liability. About that with peak concentration and fatigue and a, a, a quick decrease in concentration could uh, cause some swings in mood and, and behavioral issues. So looking at reducing the dose or switching to a long-acting practice if you don't have those fluctuations. And then um, treatment failures. So looking at um, really delving into what the patient's family is, the adherence, are they giving it every day? Are they skipping doses? What time of the day are they giving it? Questioning like is there diversion issues? Are they at the request for any more refills, but then they're, they're not having um, symptomatic responses? Um, so, your options could be either switching stimulants for treatment failures or switching to non stimulant. So, similar to other disease states. Well. The one thing, uh, this is my, my plea for considering redoing Vanderbilt for kids who are uh, of school age because that gives you a wealth of information. Sometimes, though, if somebody will call the parent from the school, is having a particularly bad day, and that's the thing the parent tells you. Oh, this person, you know, my kid is doing this, that, and the other thing. Or it might be just one bad day. 
the Vanderbilt will tell the tale if you, you know, people will fill out, not just based on one bad day, but based on you know, what they've seen over the past several, several weeks and months. So it's, if, if there's ever a concern that I have that's just not very clear, I think just waiting to, to, you know, to get that information really is helpful in terms of making your decision. But I, the one thing is that, you know, just keep in mind, this is, this is not life-threatening illness. So, and it's not life-sustaining medication. So you have the time to, to be able to gather the information you need to make a good decision. <coughs> so I'm gonna transition real quickly about the next uh, three minutes into the second line on stimulants. So we have our amoxetine for Sotera, which targets um, blocks norepinephrine transport and enhances signaling in the brain for dopaminergic in the brain cortex. And then our alpha-2 adrenergic agonist, which are stimulating postsynaptic to alpha adrenergic receptors, um, and those are both clonidine and galactosin. And thinking of both of those, they're both available in long-acting formulations. They do make them short-acting, but those are not FDA approved. Um, however, I, I have to look back. I think the galactosin extended release was on the Medicaid formulary, but I don't think the clonidine was. Not no, clonidine. Okay, so Stratera. So some things about this, long-acting. Think about it as, I always like to think about it as, as similar to like our treating depression. It's going to take a, quite a few weeks to kind of build up and um, achieve efficacy, so be patient with it. Um, it is weight-based. You can um, increase doses every four days or so. Um, typically, it's dosed once daily. And um, Dr. Middleton's here for his talk, so we're gonna just load through the rest of these. These are all in program reference. <laughs> Same with the pompocene, Intu intuitive is the extended release, um, the immediate release. They're not equivalent, they're not a one-to-one -one conversion, so if you just put on the immediate release, thinking that you're gonna switch it, you all calculate out the dose, not to get it through that. And lastly is the clonidine. Um, Cat Bay is the extended release version. They do make a clonidine patch, which some labels use um, to be used. Um, but knowing that these agents, these active agonists are do not stop abruptly, you need to knock them over a few weeks because of rebound hypertension. And lastly, we'll just say is drug holidays to be considered. Um, some family members may want drug holidays over the summer, some may want it over the weekend, but best for the family is just to maintain um, continuity with your treatment plan, but to just consider on a case-by-case basis in the patient center. Termination of therapy, really not even individualized, and just kind of develops looking at um, the long-term
Jenna mentioned is that if you have a lot of information, and part of it is just kind of making the decision when you actually have somebody in front of you. So please, feel free to do the ADHD protocol. Feel free to do a psyche consult to help you, know, help you kind of with making the decisions, but call children's tips on the 21 or the 10 number. Um, 